Hello and welcome to the CM Murray podcast. We're here at the International One Day Conference on Risk, Reward and Reputation Management Issues for Senior Executives and Founders and their Specialist Advisors. I'm Louise O'Connor, an associate at CM Murray, and I'm here with our panel who've just had a fascinating discussion on the topic of negotiating international senior executive and founder exits. Heading up this panel is our moderator, Meryl April. Meryl is a partner here at CM Murray, specialising in employment and partnership law. Meryl has developed an international employment law practice which covers both contentious and non-contentious matters and has an excellent reputation for advising both senior executives and employers on a wide range of issues. Also with us is Peter Rukin. Peter is a partner in Rukin Highland and Riggan LLP located in the San Francisco Bay Area. Peter specialises in complex employment matters including representing senior executives. We're also joined by Jonathan Grode. Jonathan is managing partner for Green and Spiegel in the United States and practices extensively in the field of US business immigration law. Also on our panel is Jane Mann. Jane is a partner at Fox Williams LLP, specializing in employment and partnership law. Finally, we have Kathy Koo. Kathy is a senior partner of Shanghai River Delta Law Firm and significant experience in employment law and HR compliance. I'm now gonna hand over to our moderator, Meryl April. Thank you, Louise, and uh, thank you, panel. Uh, Peter, turning to you first, what were your key takeaways from the negotiating senior exec exits session? Thanks, Meryl. I, I think, as I said earlier, the, the biggest um, takeaway for me, and I think the biggest paradigm shift that I've, I've seen in the last year is a change in California law, which allows employers to require executives to uh, comply with non-competes that may be enforceable in any other jurisdiction. Not only any other state in the United States, but they could choose a jurisdiction outside the United States to govern um, the, the enforceability of a non-compete and actually um, prevent an employee, an executive, from competing. So I think that is a fundamental shift in, in a long-standing public policy where I practice, mm. and it's going to have a very profound impact on uh, an executive's right to move through the economy. Yeah, that's very interesting. Thank you. Um, Jane, can I come to you and ask the same question, your key takeaway from uh, the last session that we've just had? Well, so from the session itself, um, and listening to everybody else in the audience, I think my key takeaways were how similar some things are in terms of uh, the approach to negotiating restrictive covenants and compensation and so on, and how different some things are, so that when Martin uh, from Holland referred to needing permission to fire somebody, mm. and Kathy spoke about uh, the position in China and the type of steps um, that could be taken to prevent competition in China, I realised that some things are indeed very different. <laughs> yes, in, indeed. And maybe, Kathy, perhaps we come to you next then, what your key takeaways were. Oh, yes. Thanks, Mary. Um, uh, that, that's a wonderful session. I saw that different, uh, uh, different. Uh, uh, a lot. Uh, I learned a lot from our excellent peers, and I saw different angles for solving problems and finding solutions and uh, providing services to our client. Yeah, this is I think uh, providing me great value uh, in the future, and I definitely will bring this back to my country and share with my more colleagues. 
Thank you. I think for all of us, actually, we saw the advantage of working together, didn't we, across the jurisdictions and, and indeed across the disciplines, which brings me to you, Jonathan, because you're the non-employment lawyer amongst yeah. us. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, it was a very fascinating session. I think from my perspective, regardless of the jurisdiction, if you have a foreign national who's operating in a different country, and this is particular prevalent with what's going on with Brexit and the changes we're going to anticipate, mm that you have to be mindful of the person's immigration status and how a separation is going to affect their ability to remain in that third country. Um, I think, I, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but as we look to what's going to be happening in the future, uh, whether it be a Brexit change and how the laws on migration are going to be affected, or what we look at with the upcoming election in the United States where we could see a strengthening of immigration compliance and regulatory control, we have to be mindful that these things are going to get more challenging for senior executives as opposed to less. Yeah, we certainly couldn't have a podcast in February 2020 without mentioning Brexit or, or indeed the, the US election. So I, I agree with that. And, and so we should then, I think, move on to look at a bit of future gazing and uh, what uh, we think will impact the way senior executives operate or negotiate their exits uh, in the future. Um, Peter, are you? So I think I'll, fo- yeah, thank you. I think I'll focus on, on a non-legal, traditional non-legal issue, which is I think it, in the United States, we have an election coming up. And mm-hmm. I expect that, that there is going to be a major push for changes in our tax code uh, and increased taxation that, are, that, that is going to impact um, senior executives and founders, whether it be um, an, incre- an increase in the, in the tax rate or, a, or an additional flat tax, I, I think we're going to see um, a push to uh, level the playing field, mm. and, um, and that's going to, I think, have a, a hit on, on executives. Thank you. I, I, I would concur with that from a UK perspective. We've already got some tax legislation coming up in relation to taxation of consultants and disguised employment. And I think, as, as Jane will know, there's been just an ongoing debate about our bizarre tax system and whether national insurance should be rolled into tax and how this impacts status between self-employed on a genuine basis, workers and employees. But um, Jane, have you um, got some thoughts about what, what's coming up for senior execs in the next year or so? Well, from a specific senior exec viewpoint, yeah. um, I think there are fewer hiding places for senior execs. I think there's much more accountability and scrutiny on them. And I think that is quite a scary world for them. So I think there's a big emphasis on getting indemnity indemnities negotiated, indemnification, directors and officers, liability insurance, and thinking really hard about what the comeback might be at a later date. It's especially the case in the financial services industry um, where individuals are subject to huge scrutiny and face the risk of losing their right to work in the industry for wrongdoing, and that is a massive concern, and I think it could be coming the way of the tech sector. Um, mm. where there is some talk of in introducing some form of uh, regulatory regime for technology executives. I also think there's big political pressure in relation to the level of executive pay 
and possibly pressure to reduce the gap between senior executive pay and the rest of the workforce. And I think that could come out in the shape of reporting on the difference between the top and the bottom in organisations. Lots to think about there, yes. <laughs> and uh, also, I mean, a time of massive change, but also opportunity in, in yeah. China. Uh, what, what do you see being the um, key developments in the next 12 months in your practice area? Uh, thanks, Mary. Uh, in a uh, termination negotiation, because today we're talking mm. about uh, a senior executive exit, uh, I, I think uh, on the one hand, the company will consider, not only consider the uh, legal bottom requirements given by the law, also uh, take into account the internal policy uh, which uh, will influence how they uh, think about the package they provide to their employees. Uh, on the other hand, uh, employee will often seek to avoid uh, gaps during their employment uh, history. Mm. And uh, always they have a, a, high, a, a high self-esteem, which will be uh, harmed during a uh, lengthy and costly uh, arbitration and uh, litigation process. In this case, uh, um, senior employees uh, more prefer uh, rich uh, Mutual negotiation, mutual negotiation. Uh, even the final compensation may uh, may lower than expected. I guess uh, uh, both way will still to go to this way and reach a compromise. Yeah, this is my my thing. <laughs> yes, I I think that's that's true in so many situations, isn't it? Yeah. That mutual negotiation can yeah. achieve so much more than litigation or, or, or outright war. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Um, I'll hand back to you, Louise. Thank you. Thank you, Meryl, and thank you to all of our speakers for their really interesting contributions today. Uh, we really appreciate it and are glad they could join us here at our conference. Uh, if you'd like to hear more CM Murray podcast, take a look at our website and check out our Twitter and LinkedIn pages. If you'd like to see more of our content on senior executives and founders, and hear about our future events, join up to our brand new forum, the International Forum for Senior Executives and Advisors, details of which you'll find on the CM Murray website.